Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number 39. Hello, I'm Charles Caps. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast app, we invite you to visit our website at Charles Caps Crimson Flow Ministries.net. All one word in lowercase. Amen. And we always like to read Proverbs 23 and 23, which instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. Never sell it at all. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also buy wisdom and instruction and understanding. And we're going to try to do this as we move to the message. I'd like to speak on the subject of fabricated grace. Now, what is it to fabricate? It is to make. It's to create. It's to concoct in order to deceive. In other words, it's a lie. Sadly, we have many lies in the Christian faith that has deceived many. Listen to the words of Revelation 21 and 8. But the fearful, O Lord help us, Father, the churches are full of fearful people. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters with all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now this verse includes liars with some pretty bad company. All this bad company will dwell eternally in the lake of fire with all liars. Amen. Or you might say, I don't lie and I don't deceive anyone. Well, you do if you're teaching a false doctrine or if you're teaching fables or changing the word of God to support lying heresies that you've been taught all of your life. And you have never lined them up with the scriptures to prove them true or false. You see, that's your greatest responsibility is everything you've been taught, everything you've heard, everything your preacher says, everything your denomination says. Your greatest responsibility is to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And you must prove or disprove the word through the scriptures. Not commentators, not... uh, uh, anything but the scriptures throw all them commentators away out of your bibles get rid of them and search out the word of god for truth amen now additionally if you've proselyted any souls into your false teachings you've made them believe a lie you're a stumbling block and their blood will be on your hands and that's a sad thing but It's not too late to change. For you see, we've got a beautiful grace. And that gives us a chance to get something right today that we had wrong yesterday. Let me say that again. We've got a beautiful grace that gives us a chance to get something right today that we had wrong yesterday. Now let's look at this wonderful grace and be sure we're understanding it correctly. Let's be sure we're not perverting grace. Amen. You see, grace is not the fourth deity of the Godhead as somebody and many people have made it. Grace is not a person as others have made it. Not an angel as many think. It's not a spirit, not able to change the word of God. Grace is simply the favor of God. 
I think it's extremely important for all of us to have the favor of God upon our lives. We'll look at Jude, verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you would earnestly, that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. The Jews said, look here, I tried to write to you about uh, the common salvation. With all diligence, I tried to do this to you. But it was needful that I should exhort you that you should contend earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. There's a reason. Verse 4, he said, For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God in our Lord, Yeshua HaMessiah, Jesus Christ. Amen. Look, these guys came in, but somebody missed it. Somebody was on the wall sleeping and let these men come in as wolves into the flock of God. Somebody didn't sound the alarm to alert that there was danger in the destruction and the heresies and the fabricated grace these men were going to bring into the church. Somebody missed their watch. They didn't keep it. Amen. So again, for there are certain men crept in unawares who, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God in our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Now look, lasciviousness is unbridled lust. It is deluxe perversion. And if you're using grace to continue in the lust of the flesh, you have a fabricated lust. Or excuse me, if you're using grace to continue in the lust of the flesh, you have a fabricated grace. Amen? It's not going to be good for anyone who is adding to or taking away from the Word of God. Always, always remember that God will never sanction a lie. Very big black lies or itty-bitty white lies. If you're telling lies, you need to put them all away and talk and speak truth only. Amen? Don't twist, don't lie, don't pervert. And God also will not bless the lie of a preacher behind the pulpit. And, and, and don't, don't ever try to tell me that you're anointed of the Holy Spirit and telling lies behind the pulpit. That's never going to fly. A lie doesn't need another lie. The, the first one was enough. Just quit. Amen? Now, we read in John 1 and 1 that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then we move on down to verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, full of grace and truth. You see? Now, verse 17. For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Now look, that little word but right there is in parentheses. It was added by a translator. It was added by a translator who didn't have a good grasp 
on what the context was here. Like the law was one thing and grace and truth was another, you know. Like uh, uh, the law was given by Moses, but something different. To me, that, that kind of sounds like God made some bad laws. And my God is an everlasting God whose righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. Amen. And I don't believe he ever made a bad law or a bad command or anything that he ever did. He's God. He changes not. They're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if it was good yesterday and it was good today, it's going to be good forever. But you'll never convince me that God did make mistakes and things had to be started all over again. That's perverted grace teaching these things. Amen. So the law came, was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. So now, grace, the favor of God, is always coupled with direction. In this case, it's tr coupled with truth. Now, what is truth? And we'll go right back to Psalms. Let me get it. Psalms 119 and 105. Having to do some digging here. Psalms. Let's run up to verse 142. Let me get there. Psalms 119, 142 says, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. That's our Father. Amen. His righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. And thy law is truth. Thy law, thy commandments, thy ordinances, thy doctrine, Torah. That's truth. And if we want to walk in truth, we've got to walk in the law of God. Amen. There's no other truth besides what he said. Yeshua said over and over, he said, I speak my Father's words. And I could, I could bring this out in many ways, but we'll move on. Amen. Now, all of the people who, um, who think that grace allows us to stay in sin, yeah, we don't have to change. We don't have to do nothing. They, it's like na 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 na. They'd cry, grace, 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 grace only, no works, never any works. Na 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 na. See to prove their point, they whip out Ephesians two, and eight and nine on you. So let's read it. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. That's good stuff. Right? But wait a minute. It says grace through faith. What does that mean? Remember that I said grace always comes with direction. For by grace are we saved through faith, not of works. It is the gift of God. And what does that little word for mean? Well, see, that's where we skipped over this uh that word, we, we do that because we don't have a, a clue what it means for the most part. The Christian church doesn't. 
And so we only want these two verses. We, we want to cherry pick these two, and we want to build doctrine on them. We want to fabricate our grace around them, and we never have to. You know, well, here's what we do. We go up, and we shake the preacher's hand, and uh, we say a little prayer, and we say we've accepted Jesus Christ uh, into our hearts, and it, that's it. It's over. And we never see the need to repent. We never see the need to take up our cross daily. Never see the need to pray. Amen. It, we, you know, we got grace, man. That's all we need. You need to do and follow the instructions of the Bible. See, that little word for, we have to look at what's up above here. For is the conclusion of all that was said before it. And again, that means that we can't cherry-pick these two verses and build doctrine on him. We have some more studying to do for. We have some more studying to do, some more digging in the Word. So let's read Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 9. And to you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. We've been made alive even though we were dead in trespasses. This is something to get excited about. Wherein in times past... You walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Were you a child of disobedience? Yeah, me too. I was pretty bad disobedient. Yeah, before I was quickened and made alive through faith. Amen. Now among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So we all had our conversation ungodly in the past. Amen? And this is something that we find we shouldn't be doing once we've received faith. And I just got to say, friend, if your tongue hadn't cleaned up after you confessed Jesus, you got a fabricated grace. You got to clean that tongue up and put away that dirty talking and that cussing Amen. And you got to speak righteous things continuously. Hallelujah. Correct things. True things. Amen. Graceful things. Hallelujah. So even though we had our conversation in times past, it says in verse 4, But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Hallelujah. Even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened. He's made us alive together in Messiah. And then another translator, or maybe the same one, put by grace you're saved. It's true, but it doesn't fit here. It's going to fit where we're going. Amen. And has raised us up together. you you got to watch out for these parentheses and these italics. And, 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 and I like to read it without it. Amen. So... Let's just read it without it. Even when we were dead in sins, hath uh, quickened us together with Messiah and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Messiah Yeshua. Hallelujah. Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, and that means perpetual, forever, forever, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Messiah, Yeshua, Christ Jesus. Amen. 
we did all of that to lay a foundation for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God it's not of works lest any man should boast amen but now you see we have had the blood of Christ applied upon our lives and that washes away all of our sins salvation is freely given by the favor of God you can't buy it you can't earn it however after you've received salvation we, we read verse 10 and that's where the cherry pickers don't want you to go they don't want you to read verse 10 for it says right after not of worse lest any man should boast for we are his being God's we are God's workmanship created in Messiah Yeshua unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. If you're not turning that tongue around, you're not turning those lustful eyes around, you're not turning those ungodly perversions around and walking in the works of righteousness of our Father, you've got a fabricated grace. So you see, we're ordained to walk in the good works that God has created through Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, let's look at Titus 2, 11, 11 and 12. Okay? Now, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Boy, there's one to whoop and holler about right there. For the grace of God that bringing salvation has appeared to all men. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's say it. Thank God. Thank you for that grace. Amen. Now also, verse 12, teaching, uh-oh, yeah, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Amen. So you see, grace comes with instruction, as I've said. There's some direction. Would it be important to obey those uh, instructions, those teachings? Uh, yeah. Would putting some action on these instructions be a work? Yeah. Amen. So let's go look and see what Noah did. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark, and God made a, a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assuaged. Amen? Now, let's back up to chapter 7 and verse 1. He said, And, and Jehovah said unto Noah, Come, you and all your house into the ark, for thee, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Now we're going to back up again. And we're going to go to verse chapter 6. And it came to pass, and this is where it all begins, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord, Jehovah, said, My spirit will not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. 
There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. In verse 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented Jehovah that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Why? Because they're evil. They're fulfilling the lust of the flesh, you know? And you say, all right, but now what happened back then? Here it is, verse 8. But Noah found grace, same grace you and me have. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And then these are the generations, okay? And was going down to um, uh, verse 22. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. You see, now, God told him to build the ark, right? And God told him to pitch it within and without with pitch. He put a window in it, you know, and uh, give him instructions about all the animals coming in, the unclean two by two and the clean by seven. All of these things happened. There had never been a rain. And, but now let me say, Noah didn't go around trying to tell people to repent because it was going to rain. If, if they'd have found grace or if they'd have found room for salvation from the flood, There'd have been a whole lot of condos built in that ark. But it wasn't. Judgment was upon all flesh but Noah and his family. Now, Noah found grace with instruction. He built the ark. And he obeyed to the saving of his household. What do you suppose would have happened if Noah decided that building an ark for 100 years was just too much work and he refused to do it? You can be sure that the flood of judgment was coming anyway. And Noah would have perished with everybody else if he'd had that attitude. So you see the teachings and the observing of fabricated grace are legion. Grace that has no instruction. Grace that is a lie. Make sure, make sure that your grace is coupled with truth, with faith and instruction. And let your grace line up with the scriptures, line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. And that's how you get the favor of God. Amen. God bless you. I hope you got a little something out of this today. Until next time, amen.